Coming up on episode three of Setting the Standard, the art content specialists give an update to the 2020 Colorado Academic Standards that will be fully implemented starting in fall 2020. Hello and welcome to Setting the Standard. We are coming to you from CDE's Office of Standard and Instructional Support. My name is Carla Aguilar and I'm the music specialist. And I'm Raymond Johnson, mathematics specialist. We're your hosts today, and you said we're coming to you from the Office of Standards and Instructional <laughs> Support, but it's more like the virtual Office of Standards and Instructional Support. That's right, Raymond. <laughs> so, you know, just try to figure out what we're doing here uh, virtually, which is great. Um, and that's, that's right, we are coming from the virtual, uh, virtual office today. And thankfully for us, and hopefully for most educators, it's it's been an adjustment, but we're we're getting used to it, and we we can see each other and we can hear each other, and we thought as long as we're talking in the microphones every day, let's make another podcast. That's right. So, what do we have on the episode today? Well, Raymond, we're going to meet each of the arts content specialists uh, here in Colorado. We have the visual and performing arts standards are under one umbrella, and they include visual art dance, drama theater, and music. So we're gonna hear updates from each of these areas for the 2020 standards. Um, so, but first let's start with some news. The Colorado Department of Education is sharing resources about how to shift to learning at home. These resources are focused on teachers and administrators, but parents and others can use them to support learning during the current COVID-19 crisis. Please visit the CD homepage to review and see the resources available. The Standards and Instructional Support Team is also holding office hours for anyone interested in talking with the content specialists. These office hours occur on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock a.m. through the Zoom meeting platform. Please go to the Standards and Instruction homepage to access the Zoom meeting rooms to connect with the content specialists. The link for these meetings is near the top of their homepage. And here's some computer science grant program news. As of right now, the grants competitive office has paused, not canceled, but just paused all competitive grant applications. This includes those being submitted or are under review or completed review that have not been seen by the State Board of Education. For computer science education, this includes the fiscal year 2019-2020 computer science teacher education grant round two and the fiscal year 2020-2021 computer science education grant, uh, the enrollment and participation part. Uh, in addition, there was this message shared from the grants competitive office. In order to support districts focus on the current health situation, CDE is pausing all competitive grant program applications and review processes for the time being. The department will reassess the timing for competitive grant program reviews in the coming weeks to determine the best way forward. Uh, for questions, please contact Kim Burnham at um, B-U-R-N-H-A-M underscore K at cde.state.co.us. Uh, and for details on that and any of the other links we mentioned, please make sure to check the podcast episode show notes. Okay, well, for the first segment, we are going to hear from our visual arts specialists about the updates to these standards.
Hello, my name is Donna Goodwin. I'm honored to be the Visual Art Content Specialist for the Colorado Department of Education. I'm also an Assistant Professor of Art Education at the University of Northern Colorado. Before this, I taught art at every level except 10th grade. For some reason, I just always missed sophomores. And I spent seven years in museum education. I loved all of it for each of their own quirks and uniqueness. Speaking of quirks and uniqueness, I have to say my most favorite was the time I spent teaching middle schoolers. But I'm here today to provide an overview of the Colorado Academic Standards in Visual Art and the changes that happened from 2009. First, there was a reorganization to bring alignment of skills and concepts across grades. Clarity of language and stronger alignment of learning expectations within and across the grades were primary focus of the review and revision process. When aligning developmentally appropriate expectations within the standards, the result are deletions, revisions, and reorganizations. These changes were made to add specificity and clarity, but not to fundamentally change what the students were expected to learn from the 2009 visual arts standards. The committee also aligned for smoother transitions between grade bands for students and for teachers who teach multiple grades in one school. Verbs were added to grade level expectations. Measurable verbs were added to all grade level expectations, which we call GLEs, pre-K through 12, and in all four visual arts standards to increase specificity and rigor, and to understand a little better what they were saying. The prepared graduate statements were reduced from 17 to 10. In the revision, the prepared graduate competencies, as they used to be called, are now described as prepared graduate statements. These represent concepts and skills all grades need to be successful after high school. You will see now that they align all the way pre-K through 12. Defining the four standards and how each fit into the creative process of art making. The committee of the standards reworded the standards definition statements for greater clarity of intent, declaring how creative art making is actively embedded throughout each of the four standards. It was a misnomer to think making was only in the third standard. It's actually throughout each of the standards, and hopefully now that's understood a little better. There's a very intentional use of academic art vocabulary. The front matter of the standards clarifies and defines many of these discipline-specific academic terms in the document. There are several new additions from the 2009 standards, including language of visual art and design. This term refers to the components of art that artists use when they make and talk about art, when they construct and deconstruct art. The term language of art and design replaces characteristics and expressive features of art and design from the 2009 standards, continuing to recognize multiple interpretations for addressing ways to create works of art across times and cultures. These can include, but allow for a bigger and more diverse interpretation than only the seven seven elements and principles. On the right side of the document, it's now called Academic Context and Connections. That replaces the term 21st Century Skills and Readiness Competencies. Colorado Essential Skills and Meaning Making replacing the replaces the subheading Relevance and Application. This term identifies ways in which students demonstrate the ability to grapple with, form, and convey concepts and ideas through visual art and design. 
This section also allows discipline-specific literacy and links Colorado Essential Skills to that specific GLE. Essential skills align with post-secondary and workforce readiness. More about those skills can be found on the CDE website. Inquiry questions in the visual arts are phrased for a teacher to reflect on their own instructional practices and their students' learning. These questions may be rephrased to use as direct questions to students or to assist as they reflect on their own art-making experiences. The 2009 statement, Nature of Visual Arts, has been replaced with the heading, Learning Experience and Transfer. This subheading is designed to illustrate how the learning and experience that happens in the corresponding grade level expectation, GLE, can be used to expand student thinking and encourage conceptual curiosity and connect multiple disciplines and literacies. The preschool revisions are significantly changed from 2009. Instead of GLEs in preschool, there are preschool learning and development expectations. Instead of evidence outcomes, there are indicators of progress. And instead of academic context and connections, for preschool there are examples of high quality teaching and learning. In elementary, there are multiple grade level expectations combined for developmental appropriateness and to take into account the limited amount of instructional time available for elementary art schedules. The middle school visual art concepts and skills shifted between some GLEs for greater coherence, focus, and alignment with research-based learning progressions for visual arts. The four standards were revised to be more open to the application of individual schools and districts. In some of the middle school evidence outcomes, content examples were provided to add for clarification of intent, but not to direct what's taught. At high school, the committee clarified the language to better define the focus of the content and the expected outcomes, but the intended outcome of the high school standards did not change from 2009. We hope the revised visual arts standards will bring more clarity and inspiration to teachers and artists across the state. Please contact me at any time at goodwin underscore d at cde.state.co.us with any questions or if I can be of assistance at any time. So Carla, Listening to Donna's summary of the changes to the visual arts standards, it sounds like she had a very similar message that a lot of us have been saying that while the changes and the details of the changes in the standards should be important to everyone, it's not like the standards were completely rewritten. Would you say that's true for the other areas in the arts? Yeah, that's that's right, Raymond. I think that one that's one of the main talking points that we as arts content specialists and the other specialists have been sharing about the revision to the 20 to the standards to the make the 2020 standards. Um, all of the visual arts and visual and performing arts standards were revised, but none of them were really completely rewritten. And so if teachers were teaching with um, integrity using the 2009 standards, it should be fine shifting to the 2020 standards. Um, they just might need to look in different places for where some of the standards language ended up. We think that teachers in Colorado are doing a great job of using the 2009 art standards. And so shifting to the 2020 standards for the visual and performing arts should be relatively simple for all of our arts teachers. 
I know in, in my experience, the, the messaging of this is a little tricky. And it's one of the reasons I value so much going out to work with schools, because on the one hand, I don't want them to panic about changes that might be in the standards. And sometimes with the way we reorganize things, if you just glance at them and not dig into the details, it looks like lots of things have changed, but maybe they've just moved. But on the other hand, I always hate when the message goes out, oh, not a whole lot changed. They're pretty much the same. Don't bother looking at them. So I know we're all trying to find that, that balance. Yeah, there is a balance to that because I do think teachers are excited about the revision. I know there's a lot of um, updated language and some different uh, alignments that the arts were really careful about. And I'm sure this is the same across all content areas. And I think it's just a matter of, yes, finding that balance in terms of we're not trying to rewrite everything that you are doing in your current teaching um, environment, but just try to give you some more support around what's current in our educational environment. So if that's what's current in visual arts, uh, let's go ahead and hear about two content areas, uh, one being dance and the other one being drama and theater arts. Uh, from our specialist in those areas. Hello, my name is Judy Hoffmeister. I am the Dance and Drama Consultant for the Standards and Instructional Support Unit at CDE. Before I began this position, I taught IB Dance, Theater, Vocal Music, and was Chair of the Performing Arts Department at Douglas County High School from 1993 to 2013. Before I started my teaching career, I spent 10 years performing professionally in musical theater, commercial, and film. It's been an awesome journey, and I'm honored to currently work in this capacity of the performing arts and serving the arts educators in our state. Today, I wish to share information from the standards revision. Since I oversee two content areas, drama and theater arts, as well as dance, I want to begin by discussing some of the new aspects of the 2020 drama standards that were approved during the revision. Then I'll follow up with discussing the new changes in the 2020 dance standards. When looking at the changes in the 2020 drama standards, you will see that the overall three buckets of create, perform, and critically respond have stayed the same. The main difference and newest addition is the three different pathways at the high school level. In the current standards, there are two pathways, fundamental and extended. The current two pathways focus on students who wish for fundamental knowledge of theater arts and students who wish to extend the development of their theater arts knowledge and skills. In the new 2020 drama standards, the pathways have expanded to three pathways, fundamental, advanced, and professional. This still allows for the student who has fundamental interest in theater arts and still includes the student who wishes for more advanced instruction, but now also incorporates the student who wishes to someday pursue a professional career in theater, theater arts. Another noteworthy change to the drama standards is that the prepared graduate statements, or PGSs, and the grade level expectations, or GLEs, are the same for every grade level pre-K through 12th grade. That lends to more continuity and fewer gaps between grade levels as a student progresses through their theater arts education. So now I'm gonna go on to the new changes in the 2020 dance standards. Much of the original content has remained the same. The four standard buckets of one, movement, technique, and performance, two, 
create, compose, and choreograph. Three, historical and cultural context. And four, reflect, connect, and respond have all stayed the same. The two pathways on the high school level, fundamental and extended, have also stayed the same. And overall, some of the wording and dance terms have been modified um, or updated, but for the most part, the 2020 dance standards are similar to the current standards. The most noteworthy changes to the 2020 dance standards have been the streamlining of the prepared graduate statements or PGSs from the current 12 statements to nine statements in the 2020 standards. Also, the amount of evidence outcomes or EOs has been condensed. The rich content is still there, but there are not as many evidence outcome statements specifically within the elementary K through sixth grade levels. Um, this has been helpful and many, many dance educators have commented that the 2020 dance standards are more user friendly. One last noteworthy item to mention about all Colorado visual and performing arts standards is that the right side of the document with the heading of academic content and connections allows for a direct connection to Colorado's essential skills rubric, which can be found on the CDE website. This feature is built in to help guide the arts educator in preparing their students for the 21st century workforce. Thanks a lot for listening today. It has been my pleasure to share the newest changes to the 2020 drama and theater arts, as well as the dance standards. If you have any further questions, please feel free to contact me. I'm always happy to lend support. Have a great day. That was a great summary by Judy. I wanted to restate an idea that she shared at the end about the right side of the document, uh, uh, the right side of the standards document. Every content area updated the right side to align with essential skills rubric that can be found on the CDE website. Have you investigated this, Raymond? Um, yes, and one thing I wanted to, to pause about is it's very common within our office to, to refer to the right side of the document uh, even though, depending on what, you know, if you're looking at standards online or some of the pages of the standards, not everything's always on the right. But in particular, you're referring to there's this heading that's called Academic and Con Context and Connections, which basically took the place of an old heading that said 21st century um, skills and readiness competencies. And we all felt like the 21st century language was feeling a little dated now that we're 20 years into the 21st century. And along with that, we needed some, a name for these, these skills. And the skills are pretty essential, so we came up with essential skills. Yeah, I think this is uh, an area that when I'm able to give in-person workshops on, I focus on as the why in terms of what we're doing with teaching the standards. We usually focus on the grade level expectation as the what, use the evidence outcomes as the how, and then the right side of the document, the essential skills, um, some of the questions and some of those ideas that come up on that right side, we kind of use to support the why. Why are we teaching these, import, these ideas related to grade level expectations and evidence outcomes so that we can support the student learning in those different content areas? And, and some of us have content areas where we have discipline specific practices that are similar to the essential skills and we kind of mix those together. And one of the things I like to bring up with teachers when I'm talking to them about the essential skills is that they feel so different 
from what's typically described in our evidence outcomes. And I think one of the reasons for that is when we look at evidence outcomes, we imagine them as things that can be taught in a lesson or a unit where you could write an assessment and measure growth over the matter of days or weeks. But with the essential skills, these are things I know I read some of them and realize as an adult, I'm still working on some of these essential skills and the way I communicate and the way I advocate for myself and any of the other a number of things that are listed in those essential skills. And so we see growth there, I feel like more on the scale of months to years. And we don't think about, I don't think our traditional assessment systems are really sensitive to picking those things up. But as teachers, working with students, thinking back to where their students were at the beginning of the year, and then where they finished the year, and then you see those students grow older and more mature, uh, you see those essential skills develop. So I have confidence that we are helping students build those skills, but they're a different thing to think about than your typical uh, lesson objective. I agree, Raymond. I think it's really important that teachers are thinking broadly when they look at the essential skills and incorporate them and maybe even look across the essential skills, across the different standards within and across content areas so that they can support the uh, student learning across the whole range of different content areas that students interact with. All right, that's a good point. These things I think are uh, more, more inclusive of more content areas and it's, uh, it's good to look at them in that way. So we've gotten a summary of changes to visual arts and then dance, drama, and theater, and that leaves you. So let's listen to your summary of the music standard updates. Hello, my name is Carla Aguilar and I am the Music Content Specialist for the Standards and Instructional Support Team. I facilitated the group of teachers who updated the music standards. I am excited to share a few of the key updates to the Colorado Academic Standards for Music. I wanted to start by saying that if you've been using the current standards in music, very little has changed. Some of the information has moved to other places, but the main ideas of what we are doing in music are still in the standards. The name of the standards have stayed the same. Expression of music, creation of music, theory of music, and aesthetic valuation of music. In the opening stage of the revision, the committee reduced the number of prepared graduate statements from 12 to 8. The committee felt that these eight were more streamlined and closely aligned with the current music education practice. In addition, the grade level expectations were put side by side from kindergarten through high school to ensure alignment across the grade levels. Another change within the standards is that the music notation, reading, and literacy ideas have moved to the theory standard and out of the creativity standard. You can look for both written and oral concepts in the music theory standard. A bigger change that was made in the music standards applies to grades six through high school. The team used the structure of skill acquisition levels and used words to apply to the level at which the student may enter your music program. Skill acquisition means that the students can enter music learning at any time, regardless of their grade level, and the standards can be shifted to meet those different learning needs. The different levels are notated as novice slash sixth grade, intermediate slash seventh grade, proficient slash eighth grade, accomplished high school, and advanced high school. Using skill acquisition levels allows for multiple entry points 
and differentiated learning to provide rigorous and appropriate musical experiences for students at any grade level. The right side of the standards document has also been updated. The 21st century skills are now called Colorado Essential Skills and Meaning Making. These statements that show a connection between music and other skills critical to preparing students for workforce and for active citizenship. The last bullet point in each of the essential skills has a literacy connection. The teacher team wanted to keep the inquiry questions that were similar to the last set of standards. The inquiry questions in the updated standards are intended to promote deeper thinking, reflection, and refined understandings related to grade level expectations. The standards writing team updated the last section to be expand and connect statements. These statements are examples of how grade level expectations are related to other content areas, other music standards, and real world application. The updated standards represent a framework to engage students in the complex learning that occurs in the music classroom. These standards are an iterative and interconnected creative process. Keep in mind that students may be utilizing concepts included in all four standards simultaneously in one learning experience. I would love to support you and implement any of the aspects of the music standards. If you have questions or thoughts, please reach out to me at ag. U-I-L-A-R underscore C at cde.state.co.us. Again, that is A-G-U-I-L-A-R underscore C at cde.state.co.us. Thank you for listening today. So in our office for standards and instructional support, we're fortunate in that uh, although we only get the art specialist part-time, we do have three of you and all of you have a lot of expertise in your areas. Yeah, Raymond, we really love working with the standards and instructional team and helping arts educators around the state. We really uh, appreciate any opportunity that we can have to connect with teachers or administrators on implementing the visual and performing arts standards. And I know when we've been out on the road visiting in school districts, we've, uh, we often have one or more of you along to work with the art teachers in that school. But you also hosted a, a pretty good sized STEAM workshop last fall, is that correct? That's right. Uh, we were able to get together teachers and administrator teams. We wanted not just uh, teachers only and only administrators. So we brought, tried to bring them both together. Um, to help them think about strategies for arts integration, specifically with science, technology, engineering, and math. So we were really focusing on that. We brought in some other specialists to sort of help support that. So it wasn't just um, us as CDE specialists, but we brought in some other area arts um, and engineering, math, technology experts to support some of that learning and talking specifically around arts integration. Um, and it was very successful and we are planning to continue this work in other parts of the state. Specifically, we're looking at um, the Western Slope and the Four Corners area so we can get to areas that uh, we don't always get to being here located in Denver. Um, but we really want to, we're really trying to extend that. We're looking at some dates in the fall um, to look to get some of that work out there. So we would, if you're interested in that listeners, then please email any of the art specialists or the standards and instructional team, support team for upcoming um, events 
on visual and performing arts. And hopefully by then everything will be back on the uh, back to normal and you can hit the road with the rest of us either to do workshops like these or to or to um, visit school districts like we were we were doing pretty regularly until you know a few weeks ago. Yeah it was really fun to start to go out and see some different parts of the state that I had never been to. I'm not a Colorado native, I'm from Indiana, so it was kind of fun just to visit different parts of the state and see the kind of work that different arts educators were doing to support Colorado students. Well, we've reached the end of episode three. Thanks for joining me today, Raymond. It was great to be here with you to talk through the updates. Well, and I was happy to be here. Uh, I think our art specialists do a lot of uh, really great work. And you know, I've taught in some of these small Colorado rural school districts where maybe there's just one music teacher and they teach voice and they teach instruments and they're putting on, um, they're coordinating with drama teachers, or sometimes they're also the drama teacher, and they're putting on plays. Um, it's, you know, music was a big part of my uh, upbringing as, as a high school student. I was the typical math, uh, mathy tuba player. Uh, there apparently are a lot of us, and, um, and I don't know where I would have been without my involvement in the arts. That's great to hear, Raymond. I don't know if I knew that about you, but I'm really <laughs> happy to hear that. Uh, yeah, great, great Matthew tuba players out there. Very smart, smart Matthew tuba players. Yeah, so. I, I have way too many pictures of myself as a teen with a sousaphone wrapped around me. I haven't That's shown those great. around the office yet. <laughs> well, now you're going to get asked to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, when can listeners look for our next podcast, Raymond? Well, we, we are trying to put these out at least monthly. And uh, it's, it's been an interesting process. This, we are all adult learners in this venture. And so as more of us learn, you know, some of us are veteran podcast listeners, but we're new to actually creating them ourselves. But as we have timely updates, as we have interesting segments to put on, uh, we would like to post those at least monthly. We don't have a strict schedule to it yet, but I don't know, maybe as we get the hang of it, we'll be posting them more frequently. That sounds great, Raymond. We hope we'll, you'll be listening next time on Setting the Standard.